The Bamboo Project Podcast starts in three, two. Welcome to the Bamboo Project Podcast. My name is Donovan Gray, the future $10 billion man. On the way to 10 billion, I decided I'm going to help create 1,000 millionaires, including myself. And not by being a guru or selling a course, but by doing the things I already love to do every day and documenting the journey to get there. I figure I'll make all the mistakes so you don't have to. My name is Donovan Gray, and this is how I will turn my life into a living. I like to start off by giving a shout out to all the people rocking with us and supporting the channel. Really appreciate you. We are currently streaming on all major streaming platforms such as Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Anchor, you name it, we on it. And if we not on it, we about to be on it. For everyone listening to this podcast and not watching it, you can find us on YouTube at The Bamboo Project. We have over 400 videos on our channel. You want to learn real estate? We got that. You want cooking tutorials inspired by Dr. Sabi? We got that. Travel and lifestyle vlogs? Got it. You want makeup and hair growth tutorials? Got it. Basketball? Got it. Turo? Got it. It's everything us. All the parts of the journey that don't make it to YouTube will be on our story. You can find me on Instagram at Donovan Gray, D-O-N-I-V-A-N-G-R-A-Y, and my phenomenal, beautiful, amazing girlfriend, Anita Byrne, A-N-E-T-A-B-U-R-N. The Bamboo Project is about turning your life into a living by making money off the things you already do every day. We made different playlists for all the things we are into, and... You can find all of those links in the description box below. This may be your first time here, and if it is, welcome to the family. But for everyone else, this is chapter three, page 113, okay? This podcast has four different segments. We have the life update, episode playback, Donovan's questions, and the topic of the day. All video and audio timestamps will be in the description box below. Today's date is... May 18th, and it's currently 8.53 a.m., so it's a Wednesday today. Um, So, as y'all know, before we get into life update and all your favorite part and some topics, we start off with the screen time, all right? And y'all already know what I say every single week. The reason why I check my screen time on my phone is because if I don't take advantage of my phone, then my phone will take advantage of me. All right, so last week I was on my phone for an average of nine hours and 11 minutes. <clears throat> That's interesting. So I didn't use my phone from Tuesday to Saturday. That's strange. Okay, it's there. Yeah, for nine hours and 11 minutes. Uh, my most used day was Sunday for 11 and a half hours. Uh, but we were also out of state and on a trip somewhat. We went to Philadelphia. The week before that, my screen time was 10 hours and 5 minutes. So it went down. My most used app last week was YouTube for 34 for 34 hours and 7 minutes. My second most used app was Instagram for 9 hours and 52 minutes, which is 2 hours a day. 1 hour a day would be 7. So a little bit over an hour a day. I like that's not too crazy. Uh, and then Google Maps was third. The average amount of pickups was 87 times a day, which is up 9% from the week before, which was 80 the week before. So I was like, all right. And then my first use app after pickup is YouTube. Heavy on the YouTube, low on the Instagram. Um, so 
beautiful, phenomenal, amazing girlfriend who was not ready for the podcast when I was ready. Um, even though you told me to get up and I was up and you wasn't. What was your screen time? My average amount for the week was seven hours and mm-hmm. 30 minutes. Um, no, no switch last week? I didn't really use it last week. Mm. Yeah, because I worked. Mm. Um, most used after was Google Maps for 16 hours, then Instagram for eight hours, and TikTok for five hours. Um, and then I picked up my phone 143 times. First app I have to pick up is Messages. Mm. Okay. All right, so I'm going to start off with uh, the house update. Uh, shout out to Dual Say Dominiques. Dominiques? Dominiques. Hmm. Um, yeah, they had asked me last week about, or from one of the old podcast, maybe two episodes ago, what the update was for the house was. It was definitely last week's podcast. So I'm going to start off this podcast with that update. So things are definitely moving along very well. We are The house looks beautiful. It looks amazing. We are happy with everything uh, for the most part. The house is painted. Upstairs is painted. Downstairs is painted. The week before when we got there, only upstairs was painted. So it's good to see that both. Honestly, I think the bathroom is painted too. Do you know if upstairs bathroom was painted? Uh, I didn't. I didn't know this stuff. Okay. But the downstairs bathroom was definitely painted. Um, whole house painted for the most part. Other than I think the upstairs bathroom. So that's really good. The kitchen cabinets are finally put in. There are some issues with the kitchen cabinets. Um, for anybody, I guess, that has done this before or looking to do this or just has you know curious about how these things kind of work there's usually supposed to be some kind of particular layout for your kitchen so that is kind of i guess call it user friendly and i'm gonna have a picture up for how the kitchen looks and then i'll also probably i'm gonna describe it for people who are not um watching the video who are listening to it so when you come in the house and you walk halfway through the back to the back of the house, take the kitchen, right? To the left is the stairs that go to the basement. It's open. And on that same wall that goes downstairs to the basement, that whole wall is the kitchen. And it's about 15 feet of kitchen, right? And that's extremely long, especially for the size of the house. Um, so we have a little peninsula. The peninsula is probably about five feet maybe from the wall um next that's a pantry next to that is where the fridge would go above that we have two cabinets uh to the right of that we have uh i think there's a cabinet there and then there's a missing cabinet and i don't know how that ended up happening but we have to go and get that cabinet so i'm gonna have to order that today and then if you keep going along that wall there are just more cabinets to the end you get to the corner then there's a wall cabinet that kind of goes in the corner or corner cabinet that goes on both of those walls um and then underneath as you guys already know you have all of what they're called base cabinets and we went out there uh it was great like so we went out to, to a graduation and a lot of my family had came to see the house um well yeah some of my family came to see the house there were a lot of people in the house i think it was kind of cool to see um the contractor yeah i know that is a friend of the family was there too so he actually, we were going over different things that he saw in the house. I haven't actually been there with him. He's been there before, but not with me. So, a couple of things that we noticed. 
because the kitchen is so long, there's supposed to be a seating area behind the kitchen, like a little uh, overhang for the peninsula, right? But if you put a chair there, probably I would say maybe a foot, if even, maybe, behind you is the stairs that go down to the basement. And there's no actual gate or anything that blocks that. So it's too close, right? That's the first problem. Um, now, because of the layout, there was already, what were they called? They had outlets put into the into the wall, right? <laughs> Bruh. Bruh, this should give me annoyed too. So, I don't know if I, I didn't tell you this, but I talked to him yesterday, right? And he, it's like, we know this how he is, but he was telling me that it's my fault that the outlet is where it's at on the wall. And... Bruh, bruh, I don't know. He's like, well, you know, it's the layout you had. Now I have to move the outlet. I'm like, bro, I sent you this picture because you know, the the one outlet that's above the range is when he's like, I'm gonna have to move. And I'm like, well, he said he has to move outlets. What is he talking about? He's talking about in the in the house, they have to move outlets based off of how the um, house is set up, right? And I'm like, bro, I sent you this picture like 10, 15 times. So there's no way that you could put an outlet in here at this location knowing where the range is at. Mm -hmm. We gotta put it on me as if it was like. No, but you never told him to put it there. Bruh. Mm -hmm. Right, and I'm like, I, I'm trying to figure out how to even approach those type of things because, I mean, honestly when it happened, <clears throat> my whole mindset is get the job done. I'm not thinking about trying to, uh, be right necessarily like prove myself like oh bro i didn't put that there that was on you um but he said that um he also said that he will it will cost us to move the cabinet from that side to the other side and and move it down and i'm like is that something we could do ourselves that's what i'm thinking about because maybe i feel like the peninsula will be hard to do i didn't i didn't ask um and I tried calling him yesterday, and he didn't answer. And I texted him, he didn't answer. Um, and I didn't really want to ask how much because I feel like he has told me that before and then just did it. So I'm like, you know, what are we talking about? Because that, that's the thing. I don't think that's an expensive. Like, what are you gonna? What are you charging me for to move this cabinet? Fifty dollars? Three hundred dollars to move? It? Like that's crazy. Um, and the guy has to come back out anyways. Yeah, cause, yeah. So it's like, you know, and he was like, yeah, I don't want the guy to keep coming back and forth and back and forth and back and forth. You know, when the other cabinet's going to come in. So, but yeah, we want to move the refrigerator to the opposite side of the wall in between the two windows. If y'all seen the house before, the pictures or the, you know, y'all probably, if y'all watch the videos on YouTube that we have about it, you can see in the kitchen, there are the two windows. We're going to put the fridge in between there. So talking to my the friend the family who's a contractor, he was saying that if we do that, that we'd have to then bring another like pipe. Okay, it's like it's like plastic almost, but it's very strong and malleable, maybe like rubber looking. Um, but they have to bring one of those over to the uh, refrigerator and bring it up, and then you know put inside the fridge if we move it. So there's that, and then also remember when Keith said that there was a um, a weird wiring from the ceiling. When I asked him about it, he said that that wire is there for 
if anybody wants to put and this is this is this is crazy because like nobody asked for this if anybody wants to put um a light over the peninsula that's what that that's what that wire is for so that you can run electricity over there but i'm like i don't really i don't necessarily know that's what i was thinking about it so yeah but i'm like we, we didn't ask for that and then we have mad lights in the house so it's like i don't know if that's necessarily something that's needed that that's more like a decorative thing we would then have to pick like a life yeah, unless the person who gets it after us decide they want to do it and they just I think that's what he did it, yeah. Okay. So so yeah. Um they have that. What else did we see at the house? Um in the basement there was some water in the middle of the floor. I talked to him about that too. His reasoning was that it has to do with the curb trap. So you you know what Keith said about it? No. So he said that he said that in the middle is a, a drainage of the house. And he thinks that the water, because it's going into the drainage, they didn't close it properly, so it's coming up out of the yeah. thing. What the contractor told me was that the only reason that that's happening is because the water can't leave the house because the curb trap is broken. Otherwise, the water would just go out of the house into the street. Right. So I'm like, okay, that's that's cool. Um, all right, so right. So for everybody else, here's what we have left in the house. Okay, I'm gonna go down a list for everybody listening. Um, we have to remove the kitchen cabinet to the other side. Uh, we have to then move the pantry and the peninsula down about five feet or six feet or whatever. Uh, we have to do the exterior of the house, the front facade. We we were trying to figure out when we were there on the weekend what exactly we we're gonna do with that because the plan was to just I guess it's called repointing the bricks and just putting in like cement between the bricks and making it so that it, the water doesn't go through it. Um, that's what we had talked about doing as far as us and the contractor. And then when I was there with my friend, he was saying that it would be better if or cheaper I guess we just paint it. And that will also be a water sealant. Um, so that will be another option. We have to put in the toilets. We have to put in the vanities. We have to put in the appliances. And the basement walls have to get like a coating of, they call it parging the walls, which is a version of cement that they put on the walls to make it look smooth and clean. And then in the backyard, they have to just put concrete. It's like, you know, like two little blocks that need two squares that need concrete um so that's pretty much what the house has left oh and then they have to bring in the um they have to bring in the the heating systems so we were in cooling system we were thinking about doing that last just because of people out there steal out there but that's what we have and then the curb trap which i'm going to call the insurance for and, and have them hopefully get out there soon um so everybody that is that was there think that it'll be the end of june to have it done at this point i've kind of stopped putting a date on it because every time i put a date on it for whatever reason it gets pushed back um so I, I think going forward or if i was to talk to myself in the past i mean i don't know how it change necessarily i mean i would i mean i don't know because i don't like to i don't really like to feel regret i don't i don't really feel regretful about anything um i just know that going forward i would do something different and then in the past I, or i would tell somebody else to try and avoid these things but the two things that for me stuck out the most was not having 
Quest 3, not having a line by line item for what we need for the house to be done. And then not knowing that we needed extra money for that, for the draws. And then, um, what was the third? What was something else? Oh, buying a house out of state. That, that, the problem with that for us is we can't pull up as often as we want. Like we could, but it's more of a hassle as opposed to like, okay, the house is, you know, 30 minutes from here, hour from here, whatever. We just drive over there and, and do something, you know, that's two hours away. That's four hours back and forth. If we get there, we might spend an hour, two hours there. So now that's like six hours out of the day just to go out there. And it's, and then we might go out there and nothing, nobody's there. Nothing's happening. So it was like, okay, you know, we going out here just to see the house for more or less. So that, that kind of sucks. But I think that's something I would going forward uh would i do it again would i have done it again it's hard to say because i didn't know what i know now but i just wish it was done like two months ago i think i would have been fine with it being done like january february but now that it's like about to be june that's crazy like it's over a year like it's over a year we bought the house in may and it's or in march i mean and we close in april it's over a year like this is that's that's the crazy part now, at this point i'm exhausted like i just really want to get out i just want to be done with it and move on because i keep saying we have so much stuff we want to do and the house is just like it's just taking money all the time it's like bro we make money go to the house make money go to the house so that's just something i really want to uh get over but i so said we're getting closer it looked like a house for sure like it's almost habitable to some degree. Like you could you could put an air mattress in there and sleep in there and, and feel somewhat safe if you were upstairs. Um, but on to the next topic for life update. Um, Melissa has several cavities and um, it's gotten to a point where it's become unbearable. We've been holding out, honestly, since we've met. It's been. Okay, she has a lot of cavities. Um, and she has like i've been holding out for several years trying to like i get either several things which we have money was one also wait until the house is done that was another we're going to take that money and help get her teeth done but like i said it's, it's gotten to a point where she can't even really eat uh for the last couple of years she only would eat on one side of her mouth then the other side it was messed up so then she would only eat with the front of her teeth like her canine teeth then she would probably chew twice and swallow her food so it's been like that for years um so and honestly even like i think a week ago or two weeks ago like her tooth keeps chipping off so it just got to a point like i said it became unbearable so we decided to go to the dentist oral surgeon whatever orthopedic pediologist whatever they're called and before we got there we were doing some research because other people she had went to also she should get a root canal now i am very skeptical about western medicine um some of y'all may know that from previous podcasts from like the first year of the podcast when we were on the alkaline diet um from dr sabi and during that process, I learned a lot about how Western medicine works and how I would describe it or summarize it is Western medicine is like Frankenstein medicine. And I think it makes sense that they made that movie. In Western medicine, I think that we think we are the solution to the problem. If you have pain, 
I'm going to give you an Advil and then chemically, I'm going to make you feel like the pain is gone, right? Even though it's not actually gone, but I've created this substance that makes your brain receptor shut off to the pain. You don't feel it. Um, I think that if you have some type of disease, uh, we give you a medicine for that, which never really fixes the disease. It just allows you to live with it. And I think that, you know, things like plastic surgery, we all we're trying to in Western medicine, trying to create people like from scratch or just kind of upgrade them if you want, in a sense. Right. So after studying the whole alkaline diet and Dr. Sabian medicine and things like that, I came to the conclusion that our body heals itself. Like, uh, and I would say in about 99% of instances, our body heals itself. And honestly, the only thing I would say our body probably can't heal itself in was if it's amputated or something like that. And to be honest with you, I don't even know if that's true because how I view medicine, how I think, how I think Western medicine should be used is a cast. I think that's a perfect example of Western medicine. I think x-rays and MRIs are good examples because it lets us identify what is the problem and that way we can then prescribe something that actually fixes the problem. Uh, and that's not a drug or something, right? So one of the very common procedures that is done here are root canals. So whenever I hear of any procedure that is pushed very often similar to removing your wisdom teeth or you know oh you could just take out one of your lungs or just take out your gallbladder just remove these different parts of your body and you'll be fine i always go oh your pain like your prostate i'm just like i don't think the body was made to just take things out of it and i don't agree with uh um i don't agree with removing parts of your body like that especially like, yeah I, I don't agree with that so a root canal is pretty much go inside the tooth and it's like i said very it's like a very barbaric uh process and they drill in your teeth they clean out the cavity and i don't know if y'all ever know because i think it's interesting i just kind of learned this about what a cavity is a cavity is bacteria that just eats through your teeth. That's what it is, right? So, I don't know what my head, I just thought a cavity was a thing. Like it was like, it's a thing itself, but it's just the hole that is caused by the bacteria eating through your teeth. So, what they do in a root canal is they drill into your teeth, they try and clean up the bacteria, right? They will then remove the nerve in your tooth uh, it's called the pulp, which is the top part of the nerve. And then they will put some substance in there so that it's kind of like clogging it. And then they'll cover that area, right? Now, there was also a, a, a like an article I had read when I was in college called uh, Nasarima. I think that's a very interesting article. It kind of talks about um, how people dealt with medicine back in the day. Very barbaric. So this, to me, reminds me of that. So... I am not for root canal because I feel like we can, there's a way to give your body the right stuff to fight the bacteria. Side note, if you ever heard of this, it's called the gut microbiome. It's kind of just how your back, the bacteria in your stomach, uh, it has like bacteria that helps it to be a better stomach, right? For the for layman's terms. In 2022, 
they are just now talking about there might be a microbiome in your mouth of good bacteria that helps your mouth things like that but they're still studying it and in my head i'm like it obviously it makes perfect sense any part of your body that has bacteria naturally in it is probably there for a reason like y'all you have to study it i didn't know this it just seemed like common sense but they don't look at it like that and the reason i say this is because you always want to feed the bacteria the good bacteria the thing that it needs to do its job in your mouth in your stomach wherever that sit whatever that area is but they don't look at it like that they go oh there's a problem it's not we can't give you better food to eat or give you the right minerals you need in your body through your food we're gonna just remove everything and give you some substance that we created so that's why i'm against root canals right so we get to the doctor's and dentist's office and while we're there uh the dentist guy comes in so i'm you know he's telling us about what she needs and things like that and I, it, to me it seems kind of funny i'm like mm, i don't really like this but i still want to i want to hear more about this because i don't really like what he's saying so i start kind of grilling him put some pressure on him and say okay is what you're doing do you know what you're doing in a sense of what the ramifications would be and the process of it because here's another thing too with root canal right which is why it's another part of western medicine they don't ever actually fix the problem they can give you a root canal and then put a crown on it and then you can still have your teeth be messed up going down the line and have to get another root canal again later and i'm just kind of like so what are y'all doing in there you're just removing stuff just to remove it like what is the what is what is this it doesn't sound like y'all you actually know what the problem is it sounds like y'all just kind of spitballing at what the what the solution could be that's how i look at it so i'm asking the guy several questions and it got a little uncomfortable in there because um, people who know me personally, people who don't, maybe you see the podcast, you can pick up on it. But um, I would definitely say I am not the most tactful person. I would say that for sure. Um, and not that I was trying to be with this person, but when I'm when I'm not trying to be tactful and when I'm also not naturally not a tactful person, talking to people can make them feel uncomfortable, especially if I'm asking them like a line of questioning because I want to know if you know what you're talking about. Um, so like I said, I got a little uncomfortable in there, uh, a little tension. So it was me in there, Melissa, the guy, and like an assistant nurse or something like that. So throughout the conversation, towards the end of the conversation, he had said something that I, I didn't really agree with. He said that he related the, the teeth to a trunk of a tree. And he said, well, would you want to pull out the whole tree if a, ban if a branch is broken? And I said, no, but in my mind, it, it was like one of those wordplay games where if I say to you, uh, let's say someone cheats, right? And you go, is cheating bad? You go, yes, cheating is bad. And they go, okay, well, is a basketball a square? You go, no, exactly. So, exactly. That's what I'm saying. So you wouldn't exactly. And it's kind of like, well, yeah, that's true, right? But that doesn't equate to what we're talking about. So I guess you would call it a false equivalency where he's trying to use a different subject to appear to be right that's how i interpreted it so after he does this i feel as though melissa kind of agrees like yeah you know it kind of makes sense i felt like she was doing that because she was uncomfortable um with how i was talking to him so as y'all know lately melissa and i've been trying to work on uh I don't know if I say Melissa as much, but I've been trying to work on um, 
speaking, understanding my emotions better and being able to interpret it and how to communicate properly through it. I just been working on that. One of the things I've been trying to do is speak my mind when it happens, right? It's not something that comes accustomed to me, maybe other guys too, because a lot of times if something bothers you and you say something about it, people look at you like you're soft. And I actually had a friend, which I think is kind of crazy too, that he would always say those things and people would always call him a girl. Well, me too. When we was in high school, we would be like, bro, act like a girl. Like he would say, bro, I don't like this. I don't like that. I don't like this. I don't like that. I feel like this. And we'd be like, bro, you mad emotional, bro. You just, everything bothers you. You just can't, you can't deal with nothing. I'm trying to think one of the things that he didn't like was, uh, one of them was not saying thank you. Was that was one, uh, eating in front of other people. If he, if you eat in front of him and he didn't have food, that was another one. Uh, you've heard this one, Melissa? Hanging up the phone without saying bye or saying you're going to go. I can see why that will bother someone, but... What do you mean? Why are you saying that? Like, really, what are you asking me? Is that something you've heard about before? Like, because I, like, I feel like it was a Caribbean thing, personally, but I didn't know if that's something you dealt with. Like, getting off of the phone. Or hanging up on somebody, I guess. Hanging up on someone is different. But is that, like, a thing you've heard from family members? Hanging up on someone, yeah. You have heard that? Okay, because what my issue was with that was it wasn't always hanging up. It would just be like, all right, bro, later. And then we, I would just hang up. But if I if I hang up without him confirming that the conversation is done, he felt like he was being hung up on. Um, right. So these are just things that, like I said, it was something. Right. That's why I, it was weird to me. But then he would always try to. It, it would come on confrontational how he would approach it. And then I would always laugh like, bro, you're not that ass. Like, I'm not taking it seriously. So, but I think that in terms of handling the emotion, addressing it in, uh, initially is always better than waiting later to address it. So I've been working on that. And another thing too for guys out there that I think that um, there are different reasons why this happens. And I think women, I don't know if women ever pick up on this, but I know guys probably do. A girl will always say to you, are you mad about that? Did that make you upset? And guys will go, no, I'm annoyed, right? Or they go, nah, I don't feel nothing, right? That's what guys will do. And I think the reason for that is because amongst other guys, if another guy can get you upset or annoyed, it means that you're losing. So you're always like, nah, bro, I'm good. I just want you to know that I don't like what you did, but you mad? Nah, bro, I'm not mad. I'm just telling you, don't do that. Tell you mad, bro. Like, I'm not mad. I'm just telling you, I don't like that. And then, you know, that's how kind of guys operate in that space. Um, but I've been trying to work towards being like, nah, I'm, yes, I'm mad. Yes, absolutely. Yep. And which, yes, I am. Right. So when we, we got in the car after the situation happened and after she got her, her teeth clean, they put like a, a temporary crown on, we had went to the, um, we got in the car and took filet some food, right? So we're in the car talking. And then Melissa tells me that she felt I was being combative with the dentist, right? And I felt offended by this. And at, throughout the conversation, like I said, I'm trying to, okay, this is how I feel. I'm going to say these things and then we'll see what happens from there. So as we're having that conversation, I tell Melissa that I'm offended. I'm upset because of what you how you handle the situation. I felt like you were siding with that guy. I felt like when I'm in there doing talking to him, 
you are agreeing with him while he's going against me. I feel like you're on his side. As my girlfriend, I feel like that's wrong. So, as we keep going on with the conversation, I start saying things like, I'm in there doing this for you because I don't want him to do anything wrong to you. It's your teeth. I want to make sure that this guy is not saying some nonsense because something were to happen wrong. He has no onus. He's going to be like, well, you know, my bad, or that's what happens in the, in, in the industry, you know, or we could just fix something else later, come back in three years, right? And I'm like, that doesn't work for me. I, make, I want to make sure that when I ask you a question, you don't contradict yourself. I want to make sure that you have a reason for what you're doing because if I don't know about this and I ask you a question that you don't know, that's a problem for me. Always been a problem for me. Like if you're the expert in this situation, I ask you a question that I have an answer to and you don't know the answer, that's an issue. And if I give you what I think it is and then you try to skirt around it as if what I'm saying is right or you don't know, I'm like, ah, I don't like that. So I'm telling him, I'm like, yeah, I feel like I'm doing this for you. I'm in there trying to make sure that you're good and you're on that guy's side, right? So Melissa, uh, this might have been like a 10, 15, maybe 20 minute conversation in the car. Um, at one point goes, looks at me, uh, grabs my hand and set, looks at me and goes, I appreciate you. And do you remember the other words you said? Cause I, don't think I, um, I was trying to reiterate that. I'm, I'm not like that. Like, that's not the space that I'm comfortable in. Mm -hmm. So, I I was pretty much saying that I appreciate you doing that because I can't do that for myself. Mm. Yeah. And it was a situation where I'm like, oh, that's what I wanted to hear. Right? And this is something I've been working on personally. And I think I brought up in a podcast before. If I didn't, I'll bring it up again real quick. And I'm like, okay, there's a way to communicate to people through emotions, right? In terms of the words are linked to emotions that are the key to how the other person is feeling. So I'm like, oh, that's what I, that's why I'm upset because I'm doing this thing for you and you're kind of throwing it in my face. Like I'm doing something wrong by trying to defend and protect you. So that's why I was hurt by that. So the day before when before we even got to the dentist, Melissa was telling me that she was scheduled to a dentist, right? And as a guy, oh, I definitely did tell the story. I did, 100% did. But y'all, if y'all don't remember, pretty much what happened was she was scared to go to the dentist and I, my first was to tell her, hey, you're gonna go, it's gonna be better afterwards, you'll be all right, and then the pain will be gone. That was my first instinct, I knew it was wrong, because that's how I always respond to situations like that. But I always know that women always feel like, well, I already know that. That's not the answer I'm looking for. So I'm always thinking like, well, if you know that, why don't you, why don't you want to go to a dentist? Like, you, that's just what it is. And I had said to her that I'm going to go with you. And like a light went off on her like, oh, that's what I wanted to hear. And the reason I'm saying these two things is because in both scenarios, the the problem that was solved was not the logical problem it was the emotional problem and i feel as though that's something i'm working on now is trying to figure out what people's emotional problems are when they when they bring it to me i had a family member come the other day and say they lost their job and i'm thinking okay how do i respond to this because i'm i'm not i'm still working on it but i wasn't really sure what to say and it was a male so i go okay i said that's crazy Right. 
not probably the best response for sure. And then I said, what happens now? And after I wrote that, I knew that was the wrong answer, right? I knew that it was not the proper answer. And I just felt it. I just felt it was the wrong thing to say because the problem wasn't his job necessarily. The problem was that how he felt about losing the job, which is why he told uh, me, right? So I'm on the phone with my phone. I'm on the phone with my friend yesterday. And I feel like he I feel as though he's a very um I feel like he has a high emotional IQ for sure. I think that he's he's able to pick up on emotions and I think he knows what to do for the emotions, but I don't think he ever does it. Right? And I think that's the difference between me and him is that I can see the emotions. I don't know what the response to the emotions should be most of the time. I feel like he knows what the response should be and just doesn't do it. He's like, I just don't want to do that. Um, so I kind of asked him, like, yo, what do you think about this? And throughout the conversation, he was giving me the male answer. Like, yeah, you know, you know, try, you know, tell him it's going to be good. You're going to be all right, whatever, whatever. And I'm like, nah, bro, it's not about me solving his job loss. I can't fix that. There's no way I could ever fix that. He knows that. I know that. You know that. So that's not the reason he's telling me he lost his job. So I go, okay. I take my friend. I say, look. What I want you to do is I want you to pretend that you are in a situation, right? Why would you text me, yo, I just lost my job, right? And it's honestly not a job. It's, and that's the crazy part. It's actually like a very large career that has taken years and years and years and years and years and years and decades to get to, yeah, to get to where he's at. So it's not like, oh, I was working at the fish market and I just, they, they let me go. It's not that. This is like a long time career type of thing like imagine you become a doctor and then you lose your uh license type of situation something similar to that so i go okay why would you tell me that he's six i want you to call me i said okay what is calling me what is calling you do for you right and he you know kind of reverse back to the man thing like yeah man i don't know he starts putting it in like Third person, well, I know other people would probably want you to call them for this. I'm like, nah, bro, I need you to tell me, like, if you were in a situation, why would you want me to call you? What, what would it do for you? He said, it made me feel good. What about me talking to you about that makes you feel good? He said that and me calling you about it. He said the reason that calling him and talking to him about it would make him feel good is because it shows that I care about his well-being. And that's when a light went off in my head. I'm like, that's what the general question is when it comes to solving emotional problems i think that a lot of times for me specifically and i probably with other men sometimes women too but mostly men which is i think is conditioning i think what happens is we hear a problem like the job problem and we go well how can i get you a new job Right. I remember I had a girlfriend before and I'll never this was the first time I ever had this conversation that it was like, oh, wow, this is a, this is totally crazy where she has said that her, her mom were getting into fights about the cell phone. And I'm like, yo, just get a new cell phone. Like if she'll keep cutting your phone off because you she don't like what you're doing, get a new cell phone. And I remember her going. It's not about the cell phone. 
she's like, and she's already knew I could get a new felt, a new cell phone. I'm like, well, if you know you can get a new cell phone, why are you complaining to me about? I don't understand why you're bringing this to me if you already know the solution to get a new cell phone. That was me trying to solve the physical problem, which was your cell phone is getting turned off. How do you solve this? Get a new one in your own name. If I had went into it the approach of how do I show you that I care about your well-being? That is how the emotional problem, I believe, gets solved. Because when I apply that question to how I felt in the car, when I apply it to how Melissa felt about going to the dentist, it's like, okay, show me that you care about my well-being. And that is how the emotional problem gets solved. Um, and that's something I think now that I ask myself that question, it's easier to understand how people are feeling. Um And this is a little sidebar, but as I said on the podcast a couple episodes ago, maybe last year, whatever, I think that people have the ability to communicate with each other. If you, you, want, you can call it telepathically, right? I think that's what they call it, but I think we just put a lot of sauce on it. I think it's more of an emotional thing. There are a lot of times that you could talk to somebody or not even talk to someone. You could see someone and know how they're feeling without talking to them. That's That seems like uh, telepathy to me. To be able to understand and communicate with somebody about things that they are not even saying. I know what you're thinking, even though you're not saying that. And I really feel like that's an emotional connection you have with somebody. And once a person is on that wavelength, I think it changes how they interact with everything around them. Uh, the reason I'm bringing this up is because just when I was having that conversation with, with when I was having that conversation with my friend and I talked to Melissa, I felt more in tune with her and with him and with my cat. That was the craziest thing. Just having that conversation allowed me to feel like, okay, if I look through the lens of what is this person feeling and how do I, what do they want to feel? What are they looking to feel? How do I give them that? And it really helps, I feel like, with conversation, especially with my cat. I feel like it was almost like, like I said, telepathy. Are you talking? Huh? It's a conversation with your cat. Yes, we talk. We talk emotionally through through our eyes and our feelings. Um, so that, so like I said, that was uh, something that happened last week, and I think that there is another example of that. So, oh well, Melissa's been working um, as a PA. She has three days. She's actually going to work after the podcast. So the last three days, Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, she's been working. Shout out to my phenomenal girlfriend who's been working for a very very long time. I appreciate you. I appreciate all the hard work you do. I want you to know that. I I do. I see it, and I appreciate the hard work that you do, and I understand that you're doing it for us. And I, I listen. I got you. I understand that. So if I can help in any way that you really alleviate some of that stress. I, I also want to say that I appreciate you mm-hmm. for cleaning the bathroom, oh. <laughs> cleaning the house, and doing the laundry. Well, I'm you know. Ready. You know. So. Um, so, like I said, yeah, as y'all know before, as, I, as I've said in the past, uh, women should not work, right? And the reason I said that women should not work is because whenever women work, they get uh, stressed about the guy. They're like, oh, my God, I can't believe I have to pick up a, a, do a, a do a task. I shouldn't be working as a woman, right? And although that is probably true. I haven't felt like that. I know. I'm, I'm going to touch on that right now. And as, 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 what, as true as that is, right, as true as women feel like, Oh my God, I can't believe I got to go to work. That's just a bullshit. 
right? Why the fuck are you not going to work, right? That's what we be talking all the time. Soon as they, soon they make a dollar, they look at you like, damn, so you make a dollar today? That's how they feel. Um, and the reason that that is the case is it goes back to several things, honestly. There is a, I have this, this feelings wheel, which I've really been going ham with lately, like just in terms of thinking about it. Um, I don't know if I put it in the pocket. I think I put it up before in the, on the episode. Um, and pretty much it goes back to feelings, right? And once you understand how a person is feeling, then you can know how to respond to them. So... Melissa, let me look at this. There's some of these words on here. The reason why Melissa has in the past, as I've said before, has felt underappreciated, overwhelmed, and um, hmm, some of the words on here, hostile and frustrated, right? Is because of how I would what I would do while she was working, right? So the other day, I was in the house, and I'm like, okay, my beautiful, phenomenal girlfriend is at work. She's working three days in a row. We just came from uh, my family's house helping to move, and then we drove from Philadelphia back and forth. Uh, she was doing stuff all of last week, and she's working really hard, right? And I want to know that I see her working very hard. So... My thing was the shower was not clean, right? And Melissa hates taking a shower in the dirty bathroom. I mean, I was it's funny. I was I wouldn't say you hate doing it. She does not take a shower in a dirty tub. Right? And the the bathroom is her responsibility to clean. So she's been like, okay, in her mind I'm assuming whenever I finish working and have some downtime, I'm gonna clean the bathroom. So So, um, I was in the house and I was just like, okay, what could I do that would help alleviate some of that stress from Melissa? Right. And I thought, okay, I know she wants to take a shower so I can clean the bathroom for her. That's how, that's how I approached it. I'm like, okay, I know that, you know, that being the laundry getting done could help to make her feel good when she comes in the house just that's kind of how i was looking at it like these are things that i feel like would make her feel good when she comes home so i'm gonna try and do those things and because i know she's working three days in a row that she's gonna be out all day come home and go to bed and it's stressful to come into a house and it's not clean and it is you know messy whatever the case might be and things are still not done so i decided to do those things um I think that when Melissa um, has said that she appreciates me that day uh, after the dentist, I think I felt appreciated when she said it, right? I don't always think that that saying it shows appreciation. So I think that there are times where you have to show it, right? And I think that that was me, in, or at least I feel, I don't know. Maybe. 
I was going to say that you might feel appreciated, but I don't think that's what that does. I think that shows, it just helps relieve stress. I think if I wanted you, if I wanted you to feel appreciated, then I'll, let me see, what would I do? Take y'all somewhere? Probably do that. Probably do something like that. Um, and like I said, I, I think that that is a very important component or emotion that people overlook. Uh, I know for, especially for guys, honestly, I can't even say that. I think it's everybody. I feel like a lot of people don't feel appreciated in what they do. And I think a lot of people, especially myself, I think, okay, uh, we have a house, we have a car, we live together, um, we have cats, you know, we traveled before, but there are still times or there are still more instances where I can make Melissa feel appreciated for what she does. And I think it goes both ways, whether it's me, her, other people listening. I think a lot of people don't actually make their partner feel appreciated. Like how, like think about that. When's the last time you actually told the person you're with, I appreciate you and everything you do for me. And, and also even name some of the things. Like, I appreciate that you do this and this. I appreciate that you, you know, if I can't reach something, you get it from me. I appreciate that you're here to make me laugh when I feel bad. Like, think about how good somebody would feel hearing that. Another word I remember hearing that also made me feel good, and I think other people, if it's used, you know, truthfully, is inspired. I remember, I think my sister told me that one time, possibly, um, that I inspire her. And I was like, that's, that's a word that you don't hear very often. Um, but again, like I said, these are emotional words that people just don't use. A lot of times people say, I like being around you. You feel good or like you're a cool person. But that's what they say. And when they say that, they actually mean, I feel, ooh, think about, ooh, think about this. Think about this as a woman, all right? Oh my God, you, that's what I'm saying. This word, these, this wheel right here is, is fire. Imagine going to your man and saying to him, I feel safe when I'm with you. Bar. Right, right. I'm looking. It's like the thing is, women and men, but in this particular situation, women feel this. They just don't articulate it. And I think that it helps because a guy might hear that and go, "Oh wow, now I want to do something for you." Right. And those other words on here they might use. Like I, said, I feel safe when I'm with you. Um, let's see. Comforted, thankful. That's those all in a peaceful category. Um, in a powerful category, think about calling somebody intelligent or calling somebody, hmm, appreciate is in a powerful category, which is very interesting. Hmm. Proud is in that category too. So yeah, like I said, I just think it's those, these are just words that help people to communicate what they're feeling emotionally because if, if I'm hanging out with Melissa and I'm like, yeah, babe. I like hanging out with you. Right? It's like, yeah, it's like, that's cool, right? That's cool, right? But if I said, oh, okay, this would be better. I think if I said, I like hanging out with you because you're confident and intelligent. Right? Put a little sauce on it. Cause it's, and it's like, people feel these things. They just don't say it. And I think, like I said, that's, that's a really big uh, part of the problem. Yes, yeah, so I got a little sidetracked. Because I said, when I start really, it's crazy. When I start thinking about the emotions and feeling them, they're very powerful. Most, I guess, a powerful thing, and I think it's crazy that it's it works that way. So, all right, episode episode playback. We're going. Wait, actually, no. What else, what else happened? Like, I was talking about working. You working? That's what I was talking about. Um, what else did we do last week? You worked. Went to Philadelphia. Went to graduation. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I brought my brother to the doctor. I got 
Yeah, so, okay, and I guess, first, guess going forward, we are going out to Philly again this Saturday. We're going to bring the vanities. We have to get toilets. We have to get the other cabinet out there. Um, uh, what else we got planned for this week? I think Melissa, this is her last day working. She makes like two, what, like 250 a day? 220 a day? 200 a day. 200 a day. So that helps us. Um, YouTube check coming in soon. That's going to be a nice little, nice little check. That's good. And uh, I think as far as the life update, that is pretty much it. As you all know, in last week's episode, I talked about um, women should take responsibility for being raped. And um, some people, most people, everybody, uh, some people disagreed with the wording of it. Um, some people felt as though it was just kind of a crazy thing to even say. And shout out to my to the homie Maxine. Shout out to you. Um, I always feel like when I read her messages, I get like I guess a different insight onto it. One of the reasons why I started to question my phrasing of women should take responsibility for rape is this. And now I want you to play devil's advocate, Melissa. One of the reasons why I'm leaning against saying that is because if you were go to if you were to go to court and say. Whose fault is it? Like, who would, who should go to jail for me for you getting raped? Right, because they're responsible for it. Right. Um, and when I put it in that perspective, it made me think, okay, it's not your fault that it happened. Right. And I don't necessarily think. I guess I, I was gonna say I don't necessarily think it's that it's the person's fault. I want them to think like that because it then puts you in a space to try and avoid that from happening. Um, and then someone else had commented. Um, let me see. It was. Who was this? It was Curin. And they said that you're saying that women should take responsibility for their rape. Wow. That is incredibly dangerous. Men can go out to bars, restaurants, a friend's house, school and not have to constantly watch out for women trying to rape them. Not saying that men don't get raped because they do, but for the sake of staying on topic here. Women do not only get raped at parties or on a date. It's incredibly ignorant and immature to think otherwise. Women are raped in tons of different circumstances. A husband can rape you, a boyfriend can rape you, a family member can rape you, so rape victims are somehow accountable for that. Why can't women just live their everyday lives as men do without such worries? It never crosses your mind because it's not a problem you have to face. You are trying to say it's somehow a choice to, rape, to a rape victim made. You are trying to say it's somehow a choice a rape victim made that day or time to cause the rape, which is crazy. Now, a couple of things uh, I guess I responded to in that message or that comment was that Men don't think about getting raped outside because they don't get raped outside. Like it's it's not common, right? So I guarantee you, if you talk to a man, they will tell you that they think about what will cause them to get into a fight. And I guarantee you that women don't think like that. I can I would put my life and money on it that women do not in their day to day life go, hmm, is this gonna cause me to get into a fight? Nah, I don't want to do that. They don't think like that. However, 
I guarantee you, if you go into a prison, that on an everyday basis, men are thinking about how not to get raped. They are thinking, okay, I know if I go into a bathroom with the booty rapist or the booty, what's his name? The booty bandit, what's his name? Uh, I forgot his, his first name. If you go, if you know there's a guy in jail who knocks people out and rapes them in the bathroom and you see him go in the bathroom, you are not going to go in the bathroom. You're not going to go and say, well, I feel like I should be able to walk into the bathroom because it's a bathroom and not. No, you go, you know what? Why? What I, okay, what I'm saying is okay. This is a better perspective. If I'm in jail, right? I'm gonna ask people, how do I not get raped? How, what is I'm gonna be looking out for ways to not? If I go into a bathroom and ten dudes walk, I'm I'm gonna make sure I'm not in no scenario that cause me to get raped. I'm gonna ask. Okay. And I'm gonna look for. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to find out. That's the thing. Okay. That's, I think that's the thing that maybe you're not. Mm-hmm. Is that it's not because you looking for it means that it's something that's obvious. It is obvious. It happens to women a lot. What do you mean? Rape. Right, but the there's situations where the person that you think would not rape you raped you. Does that make sense? Sure, I guess. Yeah. Right. Uh huh. So that's the that's the situation where it's like. If no one knows that your neighbor, I don't know. If no one knows that your neighbor does this, mm -hmm. and you come home and your neighbor breaks into your house, you've been living next to him your whole life, mm -hmm. breaks into your house and does something like that to you, like that's not something that you'll be mentally prepared for. Because he could be he could be watching you, seeing what time to get home, building a pattern, and someone that's close to you mm -hmm. a lot of the times, and. If I see you every day for the last 10 years and nothing ain't happened, excuse me, there's no reason for me to suspect that you doing something like that to me. Okay, so let me say this. Um, hmm. stories yeah because i feel like a lot of times you want me to do that why i'm gonna be like there's five reasons why she got raped um what do you mean if, if you give me stories to read i'm gonna look at it and go a b c d e is what she should not have done why do you look at it from that perspective because doing a b c and d put her in a situation that allows for something bad to happen. Well, you might not know that. You don't know that. If you read the things and that's what what comes from it, then that's what comes from it. But you don't know that for certain. I feel like I I mean, let me think. So that's that's my take on it. So I think it's I I, like I said I think that would probably be a good idea to read some more. Uh, story. Cause I said, I've heard a lot of stories, right, and I feel like a lot of the times 
It's like the worst of the worst. Bro, how did she get, bro? But it's like, because I feel, I feel like that's where your perspective comes from. Where it's like, don't walk down a dark, a dark alley in a mini skirt with a bra out on a Wednesday or something like that. Um, and when when it's when you talk like that, it like takes away from the fact that like, nah, it does not have to be the case. Like, just happen anywhere, anytime. Could be a Okay, so then, but this is, this is, I think this is why guys look at it this way, because we go, anything that's not that shouldn't happen. <laughs> but it be happening. But that's, but that's why we feel like, what do you do? If the person is not physically beating you up, how are you getting raped? That's how we, like, if they're not holding you down and striking you, like, how is this happening? But that, but that, that, that doesn't mean that that's not happening to the person. Okay, so then, okay, what I mean is. In scenarios where it's a boyfriend or a husband or a family member or something like that, right? Right. It could be people that you're vaguely familiar with. That's like it could be literally anyone. But how? And what's in there? That's what I'm saying. If you look at situations, right, and some something happens to someone. Yeah. It sounds to me that y'all can't. It it just not something that you could find. Because of, uh, and, and, you, and as a guy, you can only think of really one realistic place where you get with that. So it's kind of like, it's, it's easier for y'all to just be like, if I don't go there, this won't happen to me. It's easier. If y'all don't hang out with your friends, or like friends of friends, and think mm, somebody might rape me in here. Be a close it can be 80. Y'all not thinking somebody in here might rape me. Chill with your bros. That's something that girls have to worry about. Who's that guy? I don't know. Why is he here? Well, it's not rape, but we do think that we do think those things. <clears throat> just not in relation to rape. Okay, but think about how you you see how the how widespread you think in like someone could fight you right now. Like how it's in every like it could be a teacher, it could be a the janitor, it could be yes. the crosswalk person. Yes. That's the same way females um they don't though. Rape. They don't. That's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying the problem is. They don't approach it like that. A guy, for 95% of the time in all conversation is thinking, what it, will what I'm saying right. cause this guy to fight me? That's the same threat that women face of Sure, but that my, 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 my problem is with the approach to it. Because if I'm talking to a guy and his voice gets a little too whatever, now we're like, are we taking it there? Is that what we're doing? If he step, if he walks in front of me, I'm like, do I want to fight him? Do I want to like this is what's happening? I don't. And then that's the other thing too. I feel like guys. I guess I mean this is to your point that guys are more prepared to kind of jump into like fighting and being in that type of situation. Yes. Females. Um. They don't prepare for it. We. That's that's my problem because and that's what I said in the in the comment. If I if I told her, like I said, guys lift weights because they don't, if they know they get into a fight, they might have to beat somebody up. They might have, they take boxing class, they go, you know what, I want to learn to defend myself. That's what they do. They go, I want to make sure that if somebody tries to fight me, I'm prepared for it. I want to be strong enough to push somebody back, whatever the case might be. The guys who are not like that, get guns. The guys who don't get guns, don't get, in, get into fights. They avoid all situations where they might get into a fight because they can't fight. They're too small, too skinny. Ah, I'm just not gonna do it. 
So that's how we look at it. But I feel like if you ask a girl, okay, what kind of things do you do to avoid getting raped? Like, what kind of, do you take self-defense classes? Do you take boxing classes? Now, I don't really think boxing, but do you take jujitsu classes? Do you take self, uh... Do you think that's on parents? Um, I think partly it's on parents, but I think at some point, you gotta defend yourself. At some point, you have to go, okay, I, I wanna make sure that I have something in case this happens. Like I said, carry, I know mace is illegal in certain places, but carry mace, you know, carry, get something that goes, okay, if something were to happen to me, I'm prepared. Learn how to read body language. Learn how to talk to people. Like things that go, okay, I want to prepare in case something happens to me. I think a lot of times women's first response is call for help. And it's like, by the time you call, the guy's already finished. Right. So a lot of it, a lot of it is like kind of like avoidance. Uh-huh. So, if you said that you needed my help with something, mm-hmm. and now, that's my thing. It's not, I don't think any, everything that most, um, everything that women hear is kind of like, before the encounter happens on how to protect themselves. Make sure you lock your doors. Make sure you, make, make sure you lock your car door. Mm-hmm. Make sure you have your emergency phone ready to, you know, call your emergency contacts and set up Siri to do this. That's all before the incidents happens. Mm-hmm. I don't think we get any preparation on what to do while it's happening. Right. And I think I agree. I think that is part of it. And um, yeah, I think that is part of it. I think women do not get told or they don't. It's not pushed on what to do while someone is trying to rape you. Mm-hmm. So I think I think that. Hmm. Yeah, how do I phrase that? Yeah, I think that that's important. But my my initial statement was more so for the mindset of women to approach it to get to that point of going, okay, if someone is trying to do this to me, how do I get out of this? Right, but that's more so the second thing, not the first thing, because we think about the first thing. And I think that's why we get so offended, because, like, do you think that I don't think about this? Mm. Do you think that I, I don't know that someone could try, that someone could overpower me? Mm. I know that. I think that's what the problem is. Okay. Because we, we do everything, for most of us, we do everything that we can to not get into that situation, but it still happens. So now we're in the situation, and this is where we need more of what to do. Mm-hmm. That's what I think. Okay. I can see. I agree with that. I think, and this goes back to, and I knew I was doing this, but I didn't know what the proper response, like, solution was. I know I'm solving the, the I'm trying, like, I'm trying to get women to understand how to go about this right and i i agree i don't think that a lot of women don't think about getting raped per se um but i don't think they i guess are yeah i don't know if i say proactive in it because i, I um activity to you is making sure they know what to do in the situation. That's what you think proactive is. Um. That's why you said going to the gym, taking self defense classes, all that stuff. All that stuff is is pro. It's it's like preparedness, but that's not um preventative. 
Mm. Sense. Yeah. Preventative is more so like, excuse me. Preventative is like, okay, look at both ways before you cross the street or whatever. Yeah. But you telling me how to twist my body if I get hit by a car so that it doesn't break anything or so it doesn't, so the impact doesn't, you know, hurt me that much. That's more so making sure I'm prepared of what to do in the moment. And that's what you're talking about. It's not, it's not a preventative. Mm. So women should be proactive and prepared. Oh, okay. Women should be prepared for. Oh, that's, yeah, I like that. I like that. Women should be prepared for rape. I mean, they should be proactive, prepared, and what's the other word you said? What a p? Preventative, preventative, proactive, prepared. Ah, we should make a book or a, a pamphlet for women to get raped. So that's what it is. I think one hundred percent that's what it is because if if yeah, you telling me to put on a reflective jacket and put on. Uh, um, a reflective hat and have signs on me and lights on me to make sure I don't get seen and um, to make sure I don't get hit by a car. Mm -hmm. That's me making. That's me trying to get into the situation ready, like mm. to um. No, that's me trying to prevent something. Mm -hmm. You can't really prevent something while it's happening. It's, it's already we already passed that step. So now we got to go to step two. Now that this has happened, what do you do? You gouge out his eyes, punch him in his nose. Go for the knees. Go for the knees. Okay. Oh, and the elbows. And the elbows. Right. So, I think that's that's more in line with what you're trying to say. Hmm. Yeah. I'm trying to see what else. What did Maxine say? She said, um, her first thing was she said a rape victim is never at fault for being raped. Someone else made a choice to violate them, regardless of if the situation was ideal for that to occur. There is never just justification for rape to rape anyone. And I don't I've never said that it's justified. I don't think it's justified at all. I think that I think that this is what it is. This is this to me is women empowerment. A situation like this. Like I want women to feel like I wish a motherfucker would try that shit. Like that's how I want women to feel. I want them to feel like I wish a guy would try to rape me. I, 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 I hope and pray that some guy, because that's how guys feel sometimes. Guys go to the gym and go, I wish somebody tried to fight me right now. Right. I, I wish a guy would come over here and say something to me. I'll knock his teeth out. Women, I want women to feel like that. I wish a guy would come over here and try to grab me. I, he's never going to do this shit ever again. That's how I want women to feel. I don't want them to be about to get raped and they just like, like scared. Oh my God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I don't know how to handle this. Oh my God. That's the problem. We do not know what to do. <laughs> Yes, don't go to the guy's house that, you know, right. don't get in the car with the right. this and don't do that and yeah. Right. Now you gotta look at your, your, your family members weird and look at everybody weird and it's like that only gets you so far because if a person decides that they want to do that to you, then they're going to decide to do it and go about doing it however way they see fit. Yeah. Whether that's, yeah, whatever, whatever it is, locking you aside, drugging you, like at that point. Mm, yeah. And then if y'all started dying... Every time y'all try to rape somebody, I bet y'all would think twice about doing it. I don't know if that's true, but because, like I said, my whole thing is that crazy people rape people. I don't think somebody with who's sane, but I mean, I also do think that he's okay. Not all of them is crazy because I feel like saying that kind of absolves. Nah, I think they all crazy. But this is my thing. 
Um, I think that if if they feel because I, I, okay, a crazy person doesn't recognize the law, right? They don't recognize uh, really like the news stuff per se, right? I think though, if a crazy person sees you and gets the feeling that you might kill them, they try that, they won't do it. I feel like that happens. I thought they go, okay, hmm. She walking kind of strong. Do I want to pick her? Nah, nah. She walking like she might stab me. Nah. Right. And then, uh, I mean, I don't even know if that's true, too, because they probably weird people that's out there that might get kicked off of attacking someone that they feel is strong. I don't think that. That's what I'm saying. I, I, I think that's very unlikely. Mm. It's like... Even even guys, it's like you may fight a guy that's stronger than you, but I don't think if you had to choose a guy to fight, if you're gonna beat somebody, because that's the thing. If my if my goal is to take advantage of you, is I don't feel like it's gonna be the person that's probably gonna take advantage of me. I feel like I, I feel like I go okay. I have a chance of winning this. I'm gonna because it's the thing. You're going to pick a fight. I don't know if people go to pick a fight with somebody that's going to beat them up. They might defend themselves against somebody. But to go, yeah, I'm going to the club right now. Home a fight. And I mean, that really only happens in jail to some degree. I feel, I've, what I've heard is try to fight the guy that's the biggest the person. Biggest person yeah. You know, that's what, you know. Imagine being the biggest person and every new person trying to fight you. And you don't even do nothing. Bro, you're just big. You be chilling <laughs> and like... So I think I think that is an area where that happens, um, but I think that's a different dynamic because you are trying to prove that nobody else do anything to you. Rape, for the most part, you know, is usually a few people. You're not trying to prove to anybody that you're stronger than a woman. Mm. And okay. I, 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 get, I get what you're saying. Like, that's more of a show. Yeah. But yeah, I guess. I guess. But like, I, uh, yeah. Like, okay. You're saying that it's not likely, not that it's impossible. Right. Like it's. It's because it's an insecurity thing. So you're insecure. Or you're an insecure person. You're a, you're they're a weak person. They're going to try and prey on other weak people because that's how they feel. They want to feel empowered. A, a weak person don't want to get embarrassed. They already weak. They don't want that. So I think that's it for the episode playback. Donovan's question. All right, for all the people out there. Okay, two different scenarios. The first one. I just want to know what your opinion is because we all have pretty much come to the same conclusion. The second one, I I want you to really think deeply about this one. Okay, so first, Donovan's question, part one. You could be a guy listening to this or you could be a girl. Put yourself into the scenario yourself. And I'll use Melissa and I as an example, okay? Because this happened to us. So Melissa and I were at someone's house over the weekend. Right, a family member of mine, a female, a female family member. So at their house, they had two friends over. In the morning, Melissa and I stayed the night. In the morning, one of her friends comes out to the living room where Melissa and I is sleeping. Well, not sleeping, but where we are at, where we were sleeping, because we were up at this time. And her pants, was she wearing shorts? Wearing shorts. In her shorts and in a bra. While I'm there, and Melissa's there, right? 
I want to know what y'all think about that. Okay, the friend is black. That's that's the and, first and thing. It's not her house. It's not her house. It's my it's my family member's house, right? So that's that's the first thing. And I'm gonna continue to add context throughout the story and then see if your opinion changes or what happens, or maybe just what your thought process is if it changes going forward. So this family member tells me, right? They tell me that this person, her friend, said good morning to Melissa and I while she's wearing her bra. She waved and said good morning. I didn't see her do this. Melissa saw her in her bra, right? Now, do y'all think, or do you, do you, I don't know if I was, do y'all think there's a problem with what the friend did, okay? What would your response be to that friend, right? That's part one. Let y'all think about that. You with your man, or you are the man, and you're you see that happen. Actually, I know it's, I didn't see it happen. So you know, there you go. Now, here's part two of this. My family member saw this person walk into the living room in her bra. Do you think that there is any onus on her? Or any responsibility on her to make sure that that does not happen. Do you feel she has a role in that? Um, what? And that's that's her, her friend. And that is her friend, right? That's Donovan's question. Now, I'm gonna run it back real quick again, real quick. Okay, you as a guy are in the living room with your girlfriend, or girlfriend in the living room with your boyfriend. Female walks out in her bra and shorts and says good morning and waves. And the reason she walked out, I almost forgot this part, because her shirt was in her bag, which was in the living room, right? She was looking through the bag in the living room and then walked back into the bedroom. Okay, so that is the question. Now, here is uh, our opinion on it. Okay, a couple things. I think she wanted your boy, obviously. I think, you know, you see my beard was, I mean, it was kind of dry, so I don't know if it was the beard. Maybe it was the, the cheekbones. Could have been the cheekbones. I think so. Maybe it was the stomach. Stomach looking real. I think I lost weight too, by the way. Um, but I think, she's, I think she's bugging. I think she's trying to get attention, right? I think it makes it worse because she waved and I didn't know she waved the only and she said good morning. So she definitely was trying to get us to see her. Then you think about her telling that we did not say good morning to her. Yeah, right. Her. What? Before that. So, so you have to because you have to build the visual. She oh, comes out. Uh -huh. She is in. What if she's wearing? Apparently she waved. So that could also be trying to flag somebody down. I see that. So she waved. Right. Then okay. she proceeded to walk to the back, not grab it and go inside, mm -hmm. but to stay there mm -hmm. and bend over and could do whatever she's doing in the bag and then go back around. And then mm -hmm. you can now say what you want to say. Okay. So at this point, and I didn't find this out until later that she had said that. Now, what I was told was that. Melissa said good morning back to her and I did not. Melissa said that she did not say good morning to this woman. So 
so what that tells me is that she probably went to this family member and told them that Donovan did not say good morning to me when I went outside in the living room, right? That's how I think happened. If Melissa didn't say hi to her and she told Melissa and she told my family member that Melissa did say hi, if she didn't, either she was lying that that happened, right? She only told my family member that I didn't say good morning. Right? She may not have said that Melissa said it. She only said that I did not say it, which means that she was looking for me to say it. Right? So, here is the overarching theme of the situation because Melissa was upset about the response that was given to this situation. Y'all remember earlier where we spoke about asking somebody or asking yourself the question how do i show this person i care about their well-being when this was brought up to my family member they kind of brushed it off as if that's what she does right she just kind of liked that so then following that we went deeper into this conversation and I asked my family member I said hey if that was you with your boyfriend and she did that or a girl did that to you how would you feel oh nah fuck out of here she's bugging ain't no ain't, fuck out. that she's wilding right so i'm like okay that was a very visceral reaction so you you understand how this is wrong but you are dismissive to the fact that it happened to somebody else The question I said earlier is how to show somebody care about their well-being. Melissa is very strong on caring about other people's well-being and make sure that they are safe. That's a that's a big um, character anchor for her. And this this inter this interaction, this uh, thing that she did shows that. I let my friend go out there like that because I did not care about how you would feel if she did that thing, right? And it would be different if during this conversation she had said, I didn't know she did that. I didn't see she came back inside and she was not being dismissive about it. But she saw her go outside, saw her come back in, was dismissive about it. And at no point, which, you know, to each his own, said she was wrong. She said she was wrong? She said I wouldn't do that. Right. She said I wouldn't do that. Right? So, I'm just curious. Okay, this is this was Donovan's questions. What do you feel about that? Should my should my family member be responsible for that? Do you feel like Melissa should feel differently about that? Do you feel like she's justified in how she feels? How would you go forward if you were Melissa? Would you talk to this person? How would how would you go forward if you were in Melissa's position? Would you have corrected the girl initially? Because we have talked to different people. Some people have said they would have addressed that girl immediately. Some people said, yo, that was a setup. Ain't no way three girls in a bedroom, one walk out on a bra while you in the living room, and ain't nobody seeing or thinking about that. They're like, yo, that sounds kind of suspect. Other people say kind of like, well, you know, it's possible that that's how she is, right? So everybody's perspective is going to be different. But I am curious what you may think really happened.
Okay. And I did say that we were going to talk about uh, letting a guy have sex with my girlfriend. But again, be at probably like an hour and a half almost. So we're going to have to save that for next week. I'll make sure I put that uh, on. I got y'all. I got y'all. Because honestly, I never told you this. I don't think I did. That one of my exes, I don't want to call my ex, but a girl I was talking to, the one that was getting waxes, that while we were talking, I was on the phone with her while another guy had like, like, so she had, this guy's like crushing on her a little bit, not a little bit, but a lot. And she had kind of had something for him too, right? So I'm like, listen, if you really feel him, let him take you out on a date, right? I remember you telling me this. Right? I don't know. I might have. And I said, they took her on a date. And it's not in college, though. This is the, the, this one. And then the second time, they're like, all right, you're going to try and fuck. So I was on the phone with her while they were... Uh, <laughs> while they were walking back from the train where they met. Right? So I was having a conversation. I'm on the phone. They walk into the house. I'm still on the phone the whole time. Right? Now it got it it, it 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 ended right. It started, but it ended before it it got to like it being crazy. But it definitely started. So I don't know why you do the CSO. That's what my friend said yesterday when I talked to him, and he was just like, "Bro, yo, you're wild," and I was just like, "And then, and then you wonder why you feel the way that you do wrong things." Listen, I try to do it, my, do it on purpose to myself. I know. But, you know, like I said, so I'm going to try and go through that story next week and tell y'all about it. Because like I said, I think it was definitely. I fr- when I was thinking about that originally, that is not the story that came to my mind. But my friend reminded me about that yesterday during our conversation. But like I said, we'll be back here next Tuesday for y'all. Uh, we're going to see. We're going to we gonna hopefully, hopefully that story. Uh, yeah, we're going we gonna to get that story next week. So Bamboo Project out.